0: Take A move that I make, I give it everything I got Cause that what it takes, I push the limit till it break The heart of the brave, the soul of a legend with the will to be great Hold up Welcome! <laughs> What's up everybody? Welcome! To this latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to do several times a week. This is a special day for me. It's a special day. Because play-in action begins. And because play-in action begins, it's one of those situations that says the playoffs are near. The playoffs will begin this Saturday, to be exact. And I couldn't be happier. I'm talking about the NBA playoffs. So this particular episode of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, is considered an NBA special. Don't you miss it? We're here in the studio thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Also, gold is the silver bullet for protecting and building your wealth. Call my friends at Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or download your free investing kit by visiting them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. I got to tell you something. I got a lot of bunch of stuff. I got a lot of stuff on my mind. I really do. And before I get into NBA action, because playoff action in the NBA is absolutely positively fantastic, The reality of the situation is I get to talk about Kyrie Irving
1: in all likelihood for the last time for the next several months because the Dallas Mavericks didn't even make the playoffs.
0: I'm not going to talk much about him because I don't think there's much to talk about as it pertains to Kyrie Irving. He went to Dallas and I got news for you. Shocked. I hope you're sitting down to hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't have much negative to say about Kyrie Irving. He did his job. He showed up in Dallas. In 20 games, he averaged 27. He shot better than 51% from the field. Better than 39% from three-point range. Better than 94% from the free throw line. Their offensive efficiency rating was over 121.
1: Kyrie was spectacular along the way. We see what he can do. We've seen what he's done. The fact of the matter is, Kyrie Irvin is not the reason the Dallas Mavericks have missed the playoffs.
0: Respectfully, that would happen to be Mark Cuban and Nico Harrison, the owner and the president of the basketball
1: operations, respectively.
0: You had an opportunity to sign Jalen Brunson last offseason, the $56 million, you didn't get it done. Or months before that, actually. $56 million. That's all it would have taken. Jalen Brunson would have signed a deal. He would have stayed in Dallas. That same Jalen Brunson that saved them when Luka Doncic got hurt and helped them win the Utah series. Beating Donovan Mitchell, by the way, who was in Utah at the time. That Jalen Brunson. Same Jalen Brunson. That helped you in the semifinals against Phoenix before you waxed them by damn near 50 in a game seven. Same Jalen Brunson was the sidekick to Luka Doncic as the Dallas Mavericks went to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since they won the championship in 2011. That
1: Jalen Brunson, you didn't want to sign him for $56 million. New York Knicks gave him 103. So after that didn't happen, what happened next? Because you lost Jalen Brunson,
0: you were starving for somebody to be a supplementary piece to Luka Doncic because Luka Doncic had problems with constantly going to the bench, watching the team fold like cheap tents
1: and struggle. But here's the deal. You were 29 and 26. 29 and 26. When you made
0: the trade in February, sending away Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. In return, you got Kyrie Irving. And you went like nine and 18 or whatever it was for the rest of the way. One of the top five, one of the bottom five worst teams in the league. You were five and 11 with Kyrie and Luka Doncic in the lineup at the same time. You started off, you
1: inherited Kyrie Irving, you were fifth seed and three games above 500. And you end up with a sub-500 record and missing the playoffs entirely. Making
0: news because you sat down four to five starters. You only played Luka for a quarter because people flew over from Slovenia to see him. And what happened is what happened. And now the future of Kyrie Irving is up in the air because he was the only person that didn't show up for the exit interviews with the Dallas Mavericks or their media. And people are speculating that indicates he might not want to be there. The Los Angeles Lakers doesn't seem probable any longer because they look like they're bent on re-signing D'Angelo Russell instead of bringing Kyrie Irving into the fold. We don't know definitively whether or not that's going to be their position, but that's what it appears to be. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Here's what I would say about
1: Kyrie Irving. It is not his fault that the Dallas Mavericks have struggled the way that they did but now you've made it about you again by skipping the exit interviews.
0: How many times do I have to tell y'all? Perception matters. Perception is reality. If you were in Boston and things fell apart when you were there, but prospered after you departed, that's a problem. If you are in Brooklyn and it's one storyline after another, that I'm not about to get into. And it ultimately leads in three and a half years to you and Kevin Durant, championship contenders, winning a grand total of one playoff series in three and a half years, with you missing more than 50% of your games, with the Brooklyn Nets refusing
1: to give you a long-term extension. That's a problem. When you're looking for your money, you got to feed perception. And right or wrongly, the perception that Kyrie Irving has provided is
0: that there's always going to be something. You're in Dallas. It ain't even your fault what happened there. But instead of talking about Mark Cuban and Nico Harrison and everybody else, now they're talking about Kyrie Irving. And then you're going to wonder why you ain't going to get the long-term deal for over $200 million that you were expecting. This is what I'm talking about. I'm not trying to be Negative and hate on a brother. I'm doing my job. I'm, t- I'm telling you what I know. When you give people a reason to talk about something other than your game and you're Kyrie Irving, it's going to cost you money. Kyrie Irving in today's NBA market is a
1: $50 million a year player. And because people constantly bring up questions
0: about his attitude and temperament, and how that may impede his
1: willingness or ability to be on a basketball court, he'll be lucky to get $50 million, period. I'm just giving you the facts. I'm just giving you the facts. But let me go with you in terms of what's going to transpire
0: with these NBA playoffs, because it is an NBA playoff special. And by the way, as an aside, Israel Adesanya, UFC middleweight champion, reclaimed it by knocking out Alex Pereira. The guy had beat him three times, knocked him out twice, and Adesanya still got in that octagon again, and this time took him out. That's special. You know what that reminds me of to some degree? Juan Manuel Marquez in boxing. Losing fights to Manny Pacquiao. And then with former presidential candidate Mitt Romney in attendance looking horrified because Marquez caught Pacquiao with that right and knocked him so unconscious they had to run to his wife to restrain her from collapsing as she tried to run into the ring to comfort her husband, praying that he
1: was okay. That's how badly Pacquiao got knocked out. Adasanya put in that work. Give him a lot of credit. The brother is something special.
0: No doubt about it. Deserves all our props. Congratulations to him. And I think it's the best thing that could have happened for the UFC because he's an incredible personality, an incredible fighter, arguably the greatest middleweight of all times,
1: arguably. And now he's the champion again. I think it's the best thing that could have possibly happened
0: for the UFC. Back to the NBA. We got a few matchups to consider because there's some playing action that's scheduled to take place in Los Angeles, California, Tuesday night. The Los Angeles Lakers will take on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They will win that game. I love Anthony Edwards. I love Carl Anthony Towns. Rudy Gobert swinging and hitting. Kyle Anderson, stupid. Immature, belligerent, uncalled for, wrong. Even though Kyle Anderson did call him a bitch. Yes, he did. Yes, he most certainly did. That's exactly what he said to him. That's why Rudy swung on him. But then, you Jaden McDaniels, you're a rookie. You're one of the elite defenders in the game of basketball. Somebody in all likelihood who would have been defending against LeBron James. You go and knock yourself out for the rest
1: of the season because you upset about something and you punch a damn wall and break your hand. Dumb. Not you, Jaden. Your actions. Dumb. Irresponsible.
0: I think Minnesota's toast. They lose to the Lakers. They still got a chance to be in the playoffs because they play the winner of the 9 seed. That's New Orleans versus OKC. The winner of that game plays the loser of the Lakers, Minnesota, which I think will be Minnesota. And their reward would be getting Denver the number one seed in the playoffs. They'll lose in the first round, whoever the hell comes out of there.
1: The Lakers have a
0: chance. Now, I'm of the mindset that the Los Angeles Lakers Anthony Davis and LeBron James have to be on the floor. They got to bring their A game. No doubt about that. Oh, by the way, Rudy Gobert's been suspended for the one game. So because he's been suspended, I got news for you. That really impedes their ability to beat the Lakers. I think the Lakers win that game. And then the Lakers, in all likelihood, are the number seven seed. They play the number two seed, which is the Memphis Grizzlies. Lakers can win that series. I'm not going to bet against John Morant. But with Steven Adams being out and Brandon Clark being out due to injuries for the rest of the season, your front line is compromised. If you're the Memphis Grizzlies, you're relying heavily on Jaron Jackson, who, by the way, is a stud, who's had a few 30-point games this year, who can put the ball in the hole, who's also an elite defender, who can block shots, not just in the interior. He can get out on the perimeter. I like Jaron Jackson a lot. The problem is he's so gifted. He's so athletic. He's so aggressive, he gets himself in foul trouble. Remember, Draymond Green for the Golden State Warriors, the reigning defending champion Golden State Warriors, came on this podcast months ago and said, he's told Jaron Jackson that. He's told Jaron Jackson that. You're going to get yourself in foul trouble. Can you stay out of foul trouble? Because all we got to do is come at you. But I just think that with Bain, with Dylan Brooks, with the greatness of Ja Morant, who is highly motivated. It is not an accident that the Memphis Grizzlies, the Lakers may have ended up with the best record in the Western Conference since acquiring Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt and Mobamba. They may have been the team with the highest defensive rating and the team with the best record in the Western Conference since acquiring those dudes. But that was only after Memphis lost the season finale, which was relatively meaningless to them. Memphis was the team with the best record in the Western Conference since that time. They've been losing. John Moran has come back with a vengeance. We know what he went through, being in the strip club, waving the gun, getting all the heat from all of that.
1: But John Moran is here. And it's pretty difficult for me to bet against the Memphis Grizzlies
0: in that series against the Los Angeles Lakers unless Anthony Davis decides to remind the world of the monster that he can be when he shows up for every game and there's no excuse not to because he ain't playing back-to-backs. So the Lakers could win that series. But I'm not betting my money against Memphis. I can tell you that. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, that ain't even the series I'm excited about. I know y'all want me to say the Clippers versus the Suns because it's Kawhi Leonard versus Kevin Durant. My issue is, is that Paul George is hurt. So with Paul George being hurt, I don't really believe in the Clippers as much as people would like me to. I just don't. I'm certainly not going to get excited about the one versus the eighth seed. And I already talked to you about the Lakers in Memphis. The series I'm looking forward to is Golden State versus Sacramento. Just an hour and a half away from each other. No flight necessary. You can just drive. Former coach Mike Brown. Very, very, very familiar
1: with Golden State and what they like to do. Even though Golden State has beaten them three or four times they faced one another this year.
0: The Sacramento Kings, the number one offense in basketball. Led by a stud that is De'Aaron Fox. The only argument I ever got into with the great Irvin Magic Johnson was the fact that De'Aaron Fox wasn't drafted. It was Lonzo Ball out of Chino Hills. I told Magic, De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox. I I respect Lonzo Ball. I like him a great deal. But excuse my language, I watched De'Aaron Fox bust his ass when he went up against Lonzo in the NCAA tournament, when they were coming out of college, Kentucky and UCLA respectively. Let me tell you something. De'Aaron Fox is that dude. Averaging 25 a game this year. I think he win- should be a winner for the Clutch Player of the Year Award. So bonus, damn near average a the triple-double. They got Keegan Murray, who's an all-rookie team member, or will be. Malik Monk has been showing out. Harrison Barnes is a champion. I'm not sleeping on Sacramento. Their defensive efficiency rating is like 24th in the league. I get that. So I expect high-powered scoring. Klay Thompson just dropped 300 three-pointers, you know, just yesterday. Steph Curry is still the greatest shooter that God ever created. Jordan Poole is no joke. Draymond is ready. And oh, by the way, Andrew Wiggins is back. That's going to be a sensational series. I'm picking Golden State. I'm picking Golden State. But I'm not sleeping on Sacramento. It's just that they going up against the champions. You are going up against the champions, I'm not going to give you the edge when you ain't been relevant in the postseason for two decades. The last time we saw Sacramento in the postseason, C-Web was playing for them with Pajan Stoyakovich and Vlade Divac and Mike
1: Bibby with Bobby Jackson coming off the bench. We ain't seen these brothers in 20 years. Your baby's
0: at this. So I respect the hell out of you. I just ain't giving you the edge over Golden State. But it's going to be interesting.
1: Oh, it's going to be interesting. As far as where my heart lies, we know that that is New York. As in the Knicks. (sighs) I need to take a break for a second. Because I got a lot to say about that.
0: I need to compose myself because I don't want to do something and say something
1: that could get me in trouble. But you know how fired up I get about my Knicks. They better win, damn it. They better win. Stick around.
0: You're listening to No Mercy with Stephen A. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's sticking like my lifeline until I flat line, I push it to the red line. Who's gonna stop me, high? Who's gon' stop me high? Now let me tell y'all something right now. I am not in a good mood. Not about this subject. Now I'm very happy that the NBA playoffs are beginning. And I'm very happy and appreciative that my Knicks are in the playoffs. But I'm telling you right now, I got attitude. Anytime I bring up the Knicks, I got attitude because I'm worried. Now, let me say something to the Knicks fans out there. Some of them, not most.
1: Let me tell Knicks fans something here. You don't get to disown somebody like me. I don't give a damn what you say.
0: As a Knicks fan, I'm entitled to feel the way that I feel. And damn it, if you were being honest, you'd know it too. Now, the difference between you and I, especially if you're some young whippersnapper, wet behind the ears, breath smelling like Similac, you don't know any better. You haven't been suffering for a half a century. You haven't had to live off of Walt Clyde Frazier and his suits. And him rhyming and, and 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 all of this other stuff over the airways, and he's great, and I love him. But that's
1: all we've had to hold on to. See the finger roll by Patrick Ewing hurts. The Pippin dunk
0: over Ewing hurts. The Xavier McDaniel getting in the face of Michael Jordan, and the underachievers that became the overachievers in a blink of an eye and gave the city reason to hope and Nick Nation reason to hope. I mean, listen, we got memories. Don't get me started with the Charles Smith layup that never was because he's got his his shot blocked about five damn times. Don't get me started with Jordan retiring, going to play baseball, and it's yours. And, and John Stark shoots two for 18 in a game seven, one for 11 from three-point range. Don't you start with me. Don't you start with me. You ain't been in, You ain't suffered the way I suffered, the way Spike Lee suffered. Now, Spike Lee is a fan with highly expensive tickets that he purchases. With Dolan hovering over him, so if he spews one negative syllable, it could be a problem. I don't have that issue. First of all, I don't give a damn about going to the Garden. Secondly, I got a television to watch it on. Thirdly, I'll go to the Garden when I damn well please. And fourth and last but not least, I don't buy tickets to Knicks games. I have a media pass. So guess what?
1: I ain't got to worry about Dolan. I'm going to call it like I see it. The New York Knicks,
0: I am a fan. There is no other basketball team that I have ever rooted for. No. No one. Knicks all day, every day, from the day I was born to the day I die. I'm going to bleed orange and blue. Orange and blue skies, baby. Orange and blue skies. But with that comes pain. It comes heartache. You can love somebody to death, but if they break your damn heart over and over and over again, how much can you take?
1: You don't understand what I'm saying?
0: Now, why is all of this relevant right now? It's very simple. New York Knicks are the number five seed in the Eastern Conference. Do they have to play Milwaukee? No, not yet. Not unless they win this first-round series. Do they have to play Boston? No, not yet. Reigning and defending Eastern Conference champions? Do they have to play Joel beat in the Philadelphia 76ers? No, 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 not yet. They have to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ladies and gentlemen, the Knicks have won the last three meetings. But that was the regular season. Jalen Brunson averaged. 25 and 6 on 45% shooting from three point range. That was the regular season. The Knicks bench net rating over, you know, per 36 minutes in the season series is 10 and a half compared to the Knicks minus to the Knicks starters minus 2.9. The Knicks bench saves the day against the Cleveland Cavaliers. None of that means anything to me. By the way,
1: I'll tell you something else I did. I voted for Emmanuel Quickly. as my sixth man of the year. That brother has been outstanding. This brother has grown and has developed and Nick player
0: personnel deserves a lot of credit. Of course, Quickly deserves a lot of credit. Love his game. So ecstatic for what he's seen. You know, I look at him coming off the bench. For Jalen Brunson, where he has over the last few games, I look at all of the minutes he's put in as a starter. Of course, Malcolm Brogdon was right
1: up there. Actually, I actually haven't decided yet. I'm probably going to give it to quickly, but I can't ignore Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon for Boston. So I'm cool with all of that. Here's my problem. Donovan Mitchell.
0: Why don't y'all rewind the clock? Let me educate y'all about how far back I go On Donovan Mitchell It wasn't just last year Where I was clamoring for him to come to New York Because he wanted to be in New York He desperately wanted to get out of Utah He only wanted to come to New York He wanted to be here very, very badly he Had his bags packed Was looking forward to being a New York Nick Before Leon Rose messed it all up Because he wasn't even on the phone with Danny Ainge But when Danny Ainge for the Utah Jazz Had told him they had a deal with Cleveland
1: on the table He ignored it! Ignored it. He said, I'm going to call you bluff.
0: And Danny, Danny Ainge said, have you forgot who I am? I'm Danny freaking Ainge. One of the greatest executives the game has ever known. Who's pulled off one heist after another. Remember when he got Jerry Colangelo to trade up from three to one? Remember that? Because he convinced Philly he wanted Markel Fultz, knowing Philly wanted Markel Fultz. So he swapped picks, got a first round pick, let Philly draft Markel Fultz when all along Danny Ainge wanted Jason Tatum. Could you imagine what the Philadelphia 76ers would be with Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid in the same uniform? That Danny Ainge, that same Danny Ainge departed Boston and is now in Utah. And said that he had Cleveland on the table for a deal. And the Knicks assumed they would never give up.
1: They would never accept what Cleveland had to offer compared to what the Knicks were offering. And called Danny Ainge's bluff.
0: And Danny Ainge pulled the trigger. Because he was disgusted with the Knicks to begin with because they had a bunch of people from the organization sitting in the stands recruiting uh, Donovan Mitchell, acting like they were recruiting for Kentucky. And they missed out on Donovan Mitchell. The Donovan Mitchell, who's a first-team All-NBA. The Donovan Mitchell, who's averaged about 27 this season. The Donovan Mitchell in four games against the Knicks this season. 31.8 points, 7.5 assists, 50% shooting from the field, 46.8% from three-point range. So when you Knicks fans are looking at me, feeling like I'm traitorous, Watch your mouth. What I am saying is, if you messed up this deal and you were of the belief that we could stand pat with R.J. Barrett, we could stand pat with Grimes, who I like a lot. We could stand pat with what we had with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. You cannot lose to Donovan Mitchell, who is a star, who should have been
1: in a Knicks uniform. He cannot be the one that sent you home. Because if Donovan Mitchell sends you home, you have to live with that as a New York Knicks fan all season long. And then hope that next season is better when Donovan Mitchell would still
0: be in Cleveland. And Giannis would still be in Milwaukee.
1: And Embiid would still be in Philly. And Tatum and Jalen Brown would still be in Boston. You can't blow this series. The New York Knicks must win. If they don't, because Donovan Mitchell sends them home, this season is officially a failure. That's what I said. And damn it, that's what I mean. They don't call me
0: Stephen Naismith for nothing. You heard what I said.
1: Back with more No Mercy with your boy in a minute.
0: Did you know that last year the S&P 500 went down 20%? Bitcoin went down almost 60%. But gold not only didn't lose money, but went up a few percentage points. So far this year, gold has been steadily rising. And silver is up almost 30% in the last six months. Experts predict gold will continue to skyrocket this year, and you don't want to miss out. That's because gold protects you from inflation and market volatility. Gold and silver should be a part of every balanced investment portfolio. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust when it comes to investing in precious metals. What I like about LPM is they have an education-first approach. Making investing decisions can be overwhelming, but their team takes the time to answer all of your questions and give recommendations based on your personal situation. Call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-257-3080 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com to download your free investing guide. Don't leave your finances the chance. Be informed. Contact my friends at Legacy Precious Metals. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. And before I move on from the New York Knicks topic, let me remind everybody that uh, Donovan Mitchell uh, established this season, career highs in scoring 28.3 points per game. He averaged field goal percentage shooting 48.4. His wind share was 8.9 in his first year in Cleveland. Um, and, If y'all think I was joking about how prolific of a postseason scorer he's proven to be, because I've watched him in his young career. Of all players with at least 20 games over the last three postseasons, Mitchell has the second highest scoring average, 31.7 per game. Only Luka Doncic averaged more at 32.5. The brother is no joke. Okay, Julius Randle missed the last five games of the regular season after playing the first 77 games with that ankle sprain. We don't know how well he's going to be. He averaged 25 a game. Brunson's at 24 game. Each post a career-high scoring averages this season. All right? Brunson picked up the slack last year when Luka got hurt. Can he do it this time with the Knicks? It's highly unlikely because Milwaukee
1: and Boston are a different beast than Phoenix was last year. So we got to take that into consideration.
0: By the way, the New York Knicks haven't won a playoff series in 10 years. I just thought I'd point that out to everybody. They haven't won a playoff series in 10 years. Let me tell you how I think the Eastern Conference playing pitch is going to play out. So we've got Miami and Atlanta. Miami 7, Atlanta 8. Toronto 9, Chicago 10. I have no idea who the hell's going to win Toronto, Chicago. I mean, who the hell knows who's going to show up? I'm a huge Zach Levine fan, but I got to admit to you, with him and DeMar DeRozan, I expected better from Chicago this year. Obviously, Lonzo Ball being out inexplicably, so I might add. I mean, he's got to have another surgery and stuff like that. I feel so bad for him. They were a much better team when Lonzo Ball was there as your point guard. That clearly has compromised them. They've been better since Patrick Beverly has arrived. A matter of fact, remembering that Patrick Beverly has arrived, believing in him, considering the professional Hall of Fame pest that he is, I can see them beating Toronto, but I wouldn't rule out Toronto winning. It's a pick'em game for me. Um, that'll be on ESPN, by the way. That's ESPN's game. When we talk about Miami and Atlanta, I hope Miami wins. I've been disappointed in them this year. They haven't lived up to expectations after going to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I expected more from them this year. Haven't seen it. But we know that Jimmy Butler in the postseason is a entirely different animal than he is in the regular season. And he's efficient offensively. He Average 22 a game. Doesn't turn the ball over. Can defend. Uh, he's not a big-time three-point shooter, but he's got everything else. Bam out of is No scrub. Uh, We understand that, but I've just been disappointed in what I've seen from Miami. I expected more from them. Who knows what's going to happen with them if they lose early? Um, Pat Riley might decide to retire. Eric Spoelstra might be gone, even though he shouldn't be. He's one of the great coaches. I don't know what the hell's going to happen with them. I know this much: Atlanta is a disappointment. Trey Young is a star. Dejounte Murray can ball. Clint Capella is there. John Collins that I expected a hell of a lot more from a team that was in the conference finals two years ago. I think that it's just an assertion. I know nothing. Actually, I'm lying because I always know something. But when you're young and rich and you're
1: living in Atlanta, let's just say it's kind of hard to be dedicated sometimes. It's kind of hard. And sometimes that
0: stuff ends up showing in your play. Nate McMillan got fired as the coach, so he's gone, and Quinn Snyder's there now. They basically played 500 ball with him as the coach. So as far as I'm concerned, no upgrade from Nate McMillan, even though I like Quinn Snyder a lot. If I had to guess, I'd say it will be Chicago that'll win. Atlanta will lose, and then they'd play each other for the eighth seed. Atlanta would probably survive because I don't know if Chicago will win two games to end up in the playoffs just to go up against Milwaukee in the first round and go home. I don't think that, I think that's how it'll pan out. I think it'd be Atlanta as the eighth seed. Miami as the seventh. And then they will be victims, sacrificial lambs to Milwaukee. At the number seven spot, my brother Kendrick Perkins thinks that Miami could take out Boston. I can't see that. I look at Jalen Brown in Boston, I'm like, hell to the no. You got Derek White, you got Marcus Smart, you got Al Horford. If Robert Williams III is healthy enough, I think Boston probably is coming out of the East. Because I believe in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and I believe that Jason Tatum is going to be highly motivated after his subpar performance in the NBA Finals. And Jalen Brown is just that dude. He hurt his hand, scarred his hand with stitches and stuff like that. They said planting something. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know what the hell is true or not. But if you planted, what the hell were you doing? How the hell are you gardening before the playoffs? I don't understand. I just don't understand some of these dudes. I really don't. But I love Jalen Brown, so to hell with it. At the end of the day, I love the pickup of Malcolm Brogdon, who's right there with Quickly as my top two candidates for six men of the year.
1: Derek White has been balling. I like Pritchett. Boston's got a crew. Missoula's
0: a question mark because Ime Udoka was that dude. And now what is Missoula gonna do? Especially now that Damon Stodemeyer is the party. He's taking a head coaching job in college. I just gotta look at it and say, is Missoula that guy? We're about to find out. That 3 6 matchup between Philly and Brooklyn. Listen, props to Brooklyn. I love this kid, Mikel Bridges. They're like 13 and 15 since Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving departed. They still hold on to a top six seed, but they shouldn't beat Philly. James Harden leading the league in assists. Having an all-star caliber season, Joel Embiid is my league MVP. There is no debate. Jokic and Giannis deserve major, major credit. It's close, but I think it goes to Embiid this year. Led the league in scoring. Carried Philly on his back. It's been a monster on both sides of the ball. Embiid is that dude. I think he deserves it. The Nets should not be a problem for a Brooklyn Nets team that no longer has Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. The the, the Nets just should not be a problem for the Sixers. Sorry. You buffered your bench and your lineup. You got P.J. Tucker in there to defend. He's built for the playoffs. Shake Milton. De'Anthony Melton. You still got Tobias Harris. Maxie. I believe he's better as a starter rather than coming off the bench. Then the Sixers should not have a problem with the Brooklyn Nets. Claxton could defend, deserves consideration in a lot of different ways as a defensive stalwart, but he can't guard no Joel Embiid. That's his nightmare. That's the last person he should have
1: wanted to see. Philly should advance with ease. So it comes back down to the Knicks. and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The winner goes up against Milwaukee. The loser goes home. Sixers, Boston, probably meet in the second round. That would be epic. Knicks can't lose the series. I'm going to end it one more time by saying that New York Knicks can't lose the series. You can't break New Yorkers. New Yorkers' hearts are not going to be broken if we lose to Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly. But if you lose to Cleveland, it's going to come back to why didn't you get Donovan Mitchell?
0: Because you see, in the eyes of most New Yorkers, it's one thing if Donovan Mitchell would have ended up staying in Utah. It's another thing entirely when you knew there was the specter of Donovan Mitchell joining Darius Garland, joining. Allen joining Mobley, being an elite defensive team and an elite backcourt all rolled up in one with Garland and Donovan Mitchell, you knew that was a possibility. If for no other reason than to prevent him from coming to the Eastern Conference and strengthening an opponent,
1: you should have got it done. They didn't. They got to win this series. They got to win this series. Otherwise, Knicks, fans everywhere, their postseason hopes will be ruined. And that includes mine.
0: I'm out, everybody. I hope y'all enjoyed this NBA special. You'll find me everywhere because I'll be talking about the NBA playoffs. I'll be all over it, covering it from city to city. You'll find me right here, though, no matter what city I'm in. You'll always find me right here on No Mercy. Because even though I, you don't have to know sports to know mercy, you know I know sports.
1: And this is my No Mercy podcast. So wherever you can find me, it'll be right here, no matter what city I'm in.
0: Until next time, everybody. Peace and love. Talk to you soon.